0: So you're a dentist, eh? You're in the right place. This is the Canadian Dentist Podcast with Dr. Carlo Biasucci, where you'll get a truly Canadian approach to building a low-stress, highly profitable practice, and live life on your terms. Learn more at TheElitePractice.com. The following is an excerpt from a recent members-only Q&A session. Why do we keep the patients with the same dentist and the same hygienist? Good question. So usually when problems happen with the patient, it's because of a feeling of abandonment or a feeling of discontinuity or a feeling of every time I come to this office, I see someone new, like I have to keep telling my story over again. Um, Whereas when you have the consistency in providers, this person just knows me, right? I've been seeing this person for X years and I want to stay with them because they know my problem with freezing or whatever it is, right? so there's always something. People have that, they build that rapport and that comfort and they want to keep that. Even with multiple associates, keep the patient with the same doctor. And if you have to make a change in associates, then that associates patient base should go to another associate, but consistency, not whoever's in that day sees the patient. Like you can give them the option, absolutely. But I don't think you want to have a situation where the patient's just seeing whoever, whenever. Because that ultimately always leads to a drop in rapport. How can they have rapport with someone they don't know? And then, again, you see, it takes time to build trust, right? Trust is not an instant thing. It takes time to build trust. It takes no time to destroy trust, though, on the converse. So we need to keep that in mind. Building rapport, building trust takes a little energy, right? You do a lot of it in the new patient exam, and you keep doing it on each subsequent appointment. That's why our hygiene structure is is the way it is. We teach the five screenings recall, we teach that process of transfer of power, and all of those things are designed to create this um, continuity of care, this feeling of, you know, we, everyone on this care team knows you and cares about you and understands you. If you go and change a variable, people are, they don't like change, right? No one likes change. So if we can keep that consistency is very important. It helps case acceptance. It helps everything right down to even if there's a problem with a patient. Okay, I see this, um, and we dealt with this all the way through with associates as well, that if there's a problem with a dentist uh, treatment that was done and they don't see the same dentist, now it introduces this sense of distrust because inevitably two clinicians, any two clinicians will have variable uh, opinions of treatment, of treatment success. Even if they're not trying to undermine the other person, they'll just have a different way of looking at it and say, well, you know, I see this and it looks like this. Well, the other dentist said this. And all of a sudden now trust is gone. Now you both look like fools and the patient's gonna leave, right? So even if it's an associate dentist who's new who's just taken on a patient base, let's say. But if there's a problem, they see that dentist. And that dentist can say, yes, okay, I recall when we did this. This was a situation. And we talked about this, if you recall. And you know, they can, there's a totally different sense with the patient. There's a different conversation that happens. There starts to become some continuity and understanding of the patient's history. And that's brought from appointment to appointment. The, patient, the, the dentist will remember what they did two weeks ago, two months ago, even a year ago with this patient, they've got their notes. They they will not disagree with their own treatment plans, right? So it, it's easy, right? If you have a situation where the patient comes back and sees another dentist, like I said, then you're introducing a variable. It's like they went and got a second opinion, right? And I I mean this is one of the things that we saw. This is what, by the way, created the hygiene uh, five screenings and standardizing our uh, standards of practice because. An associate might recommend all this stuff on a hygiene visit, the patient then comes back to their primary doctor, which is always our process, and then I look at it, if this is me in this case, and I say, well, gee, I I wouldn't do that because of this and because of this. So, you know, sometimes we have differing opinions on what is necessary and what is not necessary. Now, based on that, this is where we created the having a standard of practice for the practice, based on uh, peri-disease and based on restorative. So we have a perio standard of practice and we have a restorative standard of practice. If this, then that in every case. Now there's going to be variations, of course, but the team is, is you know, always knows that if I see this, I can recommend that and the dentist will back me up on it because 99 out of 100, this is what they will do. So again, there's 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 more to this question, but I think if you understand like it sounds simple right well the patient can see a dentist is a dentist so the public thinks right but you're missing that dynamic yes I do teach and we do talk a lot about having a consistent experience so that the patient if they have to see another provider they can but it's ideal if they don't okay because patients get bent out of shape when you start switching them around even in hygienists they don't like that because they want to continue the conversation with the hygienist they've been seeing for six years now, I understand in this environment, that's next to impossible because you've got, you know, a significant labor shortage, it's hard to find people, but there has to be some consistency. So your baseline consistency comes from using the five screenings process, from our standard of practice for hygiene, from the training that we put in to make sure everyone understands, does things, says things pretty well the same way. From there, then we might have some variability but the patient at least will get the same opinion. And the dentist, absolutely, if you can keep it, keep them the same, keep them the same. If the patient is going to see another dentist, let them know they're going to see another dentist. Another thing that you know patients don't like is every time I come in, a different dentist walks in the room. Well, how do they not know who they're going to see? Like, are we not, you know, why, why would we not discuss that? Like, so the patient, and this is different if it's a hygiene visit, though. Like, if it's a hygiene visit and the patient comes in and... The the hygienist should say, though, Dr. So-and-so, who you always see, is not here today, but Dr. Smith is here, and he's excellent, and, you know, if you'd like, I'll have him come in, just take a check. Uh, And if the patient says, no, I want to wait for Dr. Smith or, you know, whatever, whatever. Like, we always had this, um, this process in our office that if the patient was adamant about seeing me as the principal dentist, let's say... And they were in for something. Say they were in for hygiene. They were due for x-rays. X-rays were taken. Um, You know, I mean, that's... Already there needs to be a dentist in the office. Ultimately, there should be a dentist who's seeing the patient for the visit. So I don't like that. But you could make an exception and say, well, the dentist will... You know, this dentist will do the check today, but I will make sure that your dentist reviews the x-rays and just confirms. Sometimes that's enough, right? So it really just... Again, it depends on the structure of the office, but I would caution against having a free-for-all because it leads to distrust, and you can cause issues that you're not thinking about. Worst case scenario is restorative treatment. So I'm, I have uh, more than one office where I know that restorative treatment is kind of just bounced around between associates. Like whoever's there that day does whatever's on the schedule. Like that to me kind of scares me because I'm going to treat a patient I don't know for a treatment that may cause sensitivity, whatever it's it's every dental procedure is invasive. I don't have any rapport with the patient like you're kind of asking for trouble whereas if we go through and ask the patient, "Hey, Dr. Smith is booked until, you know, 3 months from now, but you know, Dr. so and so is free, can see you, uh, has an opening as early as Monday. Would you like to see him instead?" If the answer is yes, then great, the patient chose that right? So, but again, you still have to have that continuity where that the the patient is not being left in limbo, right? Or not being left to feel like I'm not getting the answers that I want, or no one cares about me, or I had this done and it's bothering me and no one's listening. So this comes back around also to the team knowing and understanding that when a call comes in, that there is something that is the patient isn't happy, isn't fully happy with their visit. They, we need to deal with that. The doctor needs to know immediately so that something can be done. Because if you leave people hanging, because this leads to that. That's why I'm getting into this, right? This leads to that. If you leave people hanging, you're, you're asking for trouble. So anyway, it's a long way to answer that question, but keep them with the same provider as a rule. Yes. Perfect. <clears throat> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Canadian Dentist Podcast. If you want to know how Dr. Biasucci tripled his practice in three years and cut his work week in half, request your free information kit at theelitepractice.com.